Good evening, everyone. How are you doing? Can I say evening at five o'clock? But it's definitely not the usual time I come to this. As you can see from the frame there, if you don't tune into this show regularly, it's 12.30 till one o'clock on weekdays. But we're doing a bonus episode this week because it's jam-packed. We've rearranged a show. We usually do a Wellbeing Wednesday with Joe Turner talking about self-care, coaching, and uh, being a better, being our better selves. And she's certainly helped many of us through that in recent months. Um, and we definitely didn't want to miss this chance to do this episode, but we're just a bit congested schedule. So instead, we've sort of shoehorned it in today at five o'clock. So I hope, you're, uh, hope you can join us. I know many of you will tune in after the fact, of course, if you don't join us live. But Joe had proposed a really interesting episode today for sort of time and energy management of something that I know many of us struggle with, myself included, but also I think there are some unique features at the moment with regards to that. I think that there's some unique pressures um, for us to be productive and for us to be um, more stringent with our time as the world sort of threatens to open itself back up again and for us to be able to get back to some, some level of our old normal um, as well as our, our new normal. So Without further ado, again, as ever, as the technology allows, I should be able to bring you Joe Turner. Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi, Jack. Hello. Right, let me get that logo out of my face. Um, so I, I think I've, it's usually my opening question for you every time these days, which is, what did you? why did you propose this this week? <laughs> <laughs> well, a few reasons, actually. Um, definitely the reasons you just said, that it feels like, a problem that lots of people are um, talking about at the moment because as you quite rightly say we're coming out of lockdown and I think there's this sort of sense of maybe going back but probably also a lot of moving into uh, there's that phrase a new normal and do you actually want what you're what you used to do what you're looking at in the future I think it's a really good time for a bit of what I'd call a life audit um, and alongside that, some time, look to focus on time and energy. But actually, with a smile, the other reason it's in my mind is because this is a problem I struggle with, and I struggle with it on a cyclical basis. So I would describe myself as someone who pathologically resists organisation, and I have done for a long time. And I don't want this to be a whole biography, but um, my default is not to have lists and diaries and be uber organized. Um, and I like to think I fly by the seat of my pants and I'm there to be reactive and responsive to people. Um, but it kind of goes in waves. And I've just had one of those episodes recently where I realized it's really not serving me well. And like everybody else, I'm looking at moving forward. And so I've done a bit of a an audit over the last couple of weeks of myself um, and I've spoken to a few clients about it a few pennies have dropped again it kind of frustrates me how many times these particular pennies have to drop but it's really it's really prominent for me at the moment do you take do, you, do the pennies drop because something goes majorly wrong or, or like I often say um, last week I said it to a couple of people I'm spinning lots of plates. I'm always using that analogy, but mm. I dropped a couple of plates last week whereby eventually I just sort of tipped myself to capacity and I only really noticed that um, when when those plates do smash and, and I hope that they're not really expensive and important plates, you know. <laughs> so do with you, is it more that you kind of just come to realise on your own energy or is it that actually it takes for something quite major to occur that then boots you? No, um, and I'm not a higher being than you, Jack. I dropped some plates last week as well. Um, yeah, and that that often is an indicator. Um, 
And I have this funny tick, which a few people listening to this as healthcare professionals might identify with is, um, I start, sometimes I notice that I start to try and fix people and things more energetically than normal. And I do quite a lot of it normally. <laughs> so yeah. when it starts getting a bit, oh, like I describe myself as a heat seeking missile for things to fix. Um, and you know that isn't me being, a better clinician that's me getting a bit stressed and a bit frantic um, and unfocused so there's lots and lots of caring in a very sort of scattergun type way and, and weirdly that's that's become my indicator and yeah that is a that is an energy thing I guess because it becomes this real heightened um, quite stressy type fixing feeling. So do you think that's because you're just becoming a bit more frantic because because you're under pressure or is it that you're projecting a little bit because really the thing that needs fixing is your own routine? Quite possibly the latter. Um, and Check me out, I'm a coach. Yes, <laughs> good question. <laughs> and actually one thing that I alluded to when I started, it, it's, it's that resistance. So when I feel my resistance to organizing myself getting stronger I've learned to look at that and that is a real coachy thing you're always looking for when somebody really pushes back against you about something like no I don't, I don't like this I'm not going to organize myself um and it it's and um, the way I would approach it is often to look at someone's value system so again talking personally I've got a big value system around freedom apologies got some work going in our bathroom I hope you can't hear it on this um but with values, they're things that motivate you, but they can either be things that motivate you towards something positive that you really, really want, or sometimes things which are really strong values for you are actually things that try to take you away from something you don't want. So for me, freedom is not always kind of looking to the sunshine hills and I've got this great vision of where it's a great free place where I do anything I want all the time. It's actually a bit of a reaction against doing what people tell me to do when they tell me to do it. And, you know, that's just a tick in my personality. So I have to check, you know, am I resisting organising just because I've got this funny little tick against being controlled by external forces? And that that isn't a justifiable reason not to organise myself and my day and my week and my month. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you've ever um, seen any of Jocko Willink's work. Have you ever heard of that? No, name? I haven't. I mean, he's a, he's a beefcake marine um, from in the US, and he, he has a phrase that's discipline equals freedom. Exactly. What he's, get, what he's getting at with that is, is what you're just describing, is that uh, essentially it's that you, you, you've got to try to understand that those things aren't necessarily conflicting. If that mm. you're done properly, if you apply appropriate discipline, then sometimes that can really be freeing um, because you, you're going to get well, various different things that you're going to get more done is what he often talks about, but also what you've just described there psychologically. What's um, with regards to the, the contemporary factors affecting it? You know, I said about how it feels like it really is prescient. And maybe we've both got caught up in that. I think with, with mine, I think it's less lockdown easing and more a therapy live next weekend. And yeah, might be with really yours, you're very involved in this show as well, of course, but, what do you think are some of the the things you're noticing and maybe, you know, sort of themes you're noticing amongst your, your, your clients and your, your, your various different people you interact with? What, what's going on there, do you think? Well, I think this whole COVID period has given us weird um, paradoxes, hasn't it? There have been times where we've been frantic, you know, particularly business owners trying to yeah. sort things out in the early stages. And it, it was just a crazy time. And then um, maybe not so much if you're working in the NHS, but there will have been down times. 
And I think there's been quite a lot of period that people might have used for a reflection. And if if you haven't, then I think you know this is, like I say, a really good time to do a bit of a life audit and have a look at what are the things you genuinely love doing at work? Um, what are the things that you, know, you could, you would do even if you didn't get paid for them? Um, um, are there some things in your former life pre-COVID that you realise you were not really enjoying very much and maybe you don't need to do anymore or maybe you can do things differently? I mean, the obvious one that everyone talks about is Zoom meetings and not needing to always meet up with people. But are there certain type of patients that you were seeing a lot of that you don't have to? Um, is there another type of patient that you've realised you absolutely love and you'd rather spend more time doing that and devote more time to it? Um, there might be all sorts of things, but I think it's a really good time to just take stock and think, well, there are so many things that we thought couldn't change that just got changed overnight. It just shows you that, you know, that there is probably more choice than we think about what we do from here in, in, in terms of our careers anyway. Mm, I think what... Um... I would, I would agree with there, especially is the. That's bringing with it some pressure, really. That mm. that it should be quite freeing, but essentially, I think that the the act of then evaluate always, constantly having to reevaluate. You know, generally speaking, people have intervals in their life of which they need to sort of offer resets. But generally speaking, there are constants. Um, and because our constants have been taken away, you know, the, the disruption to, to work patterns and to uh, hobbies and, and, and friendships and all the different things that were of routine or our constants being taken away. And then we've kind of then been had to create this, this new and very restrictive normal. I think that one of the things that's occurring when they're trying to offer an opening up is that. And it feels like an offering, doesn't it? It feels like a favour all of a sudden. It's hilarious. You know, I'm allowed to go and uh, hug someone again. It's illegal, yeah. right? So an offering of how kind of them. But what I mean is that, that then you've then to climb out of it, which is, uh, of course, a massive positive. It still means you've still got to then think, right, routine's going to shift again, right? You've got to get into organisation mode. You, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to start considering things that we've been able to park up for a while. You know, it's been months since we've had to worry about socializing. <laughs> and it was, of course, yeah. it's a good problem for us to have, but it's still a problem of a sort that you've still got to think more about it and therefore got to consider it. And you've got to consider how much have I missed certain things, how much, how much have I missed certain people. And that comes with a, it's a psychologically tax, taxing event compared to not doing it. And I think that that's what seems to be happening at the moment, and especially when that overlays to professional stuff changing once again. Mm. I think that that's what seems to be seems to be bothersome. I guess it's a pressure if your belief is that you need to conform again. Um, and there will be those of us that resist conforming, and I've you know, just hinted that I'm probably in that camp. Um, <laughs> but you know, maybe something some people have learned is that they really do love structure and you know maybe in their job they want more structure than they had before as an extreme maybe you're a business owner and you realize actually all i want to do is turn up for work get paid go home at the weekend not worry about it there's absolutely nothing wrong with that if if you realize that about yourself you're probably a much better employer than a business employee than a business owner anyway it doesn't i don't think it all needs to go one way but I guess what I hear in your question is an undertone of, 
oh gosh, all these obligations are going to come back in. And, and even, you know, dare I say it, social friends and family ones. And they're pretty hard to resist sometimes. But I know a lot of people that have really reviewed the more fringe social activities they're taking part in and just saying, I'm not doing that anymore because it doesn't fill me with joy. It's not where I get yeah. my biggest bonus in life from. That's a really good point. I want to just, and I wasn't expecting to go here, but Sodic will indulge. Although, you know, for those that are tuning in live, I'm, I did this with our guest earlier, David Poulter. I was, I was selfish and I just got stuck into good conversation. That's Mondays for you. I mean, I have brilliant conversation, of course, over my weekends. But what I mean is I get excited to be back on the show and I therefore just um, end up ho ho hogging the guest. So let me ask the audience a question. If you're tuning in live, thank you for doing so on this bonus edition. Um, but also... Are you feeling any of that? Are you feeling any unique time and energy stresses or, or, or pressures uh, that are struggling to manage? And if so, what are you trying to do to put in, you know, have you got any strategies in place you can share with us uh, or anything, any specific questions on this topic? Because it's certainly something me and Joe seem like we're agreeing that we're both facing some, uh, some recurrent uh, issues, but also um, some novel ones as well. Um, so please do get stuck in and get involved. Um, on that though, Joe, what, you've mentioned there is obligations mm. i know you've you, you you rightly put a word to what i described there that's accurate but i also just want to check that you know what what's your what's your take on obligation as a as a uh, you know do you think that because i think yes some people can feel overly obliged and, and dutiful and it's not healthy and it touches on a lot of what we've talked about before but then also i think done to the extreme then i think that you know, if people strip themselves too far from obligation then there descends chaos and selfishness and that you know it, there is a funny balance to bit to that that's me admitting my take on it where, where are you on 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 sense of obligation yeah and i'm you know, don't get me wrong, on the spectrum, I am a massively well-behaved, sensible person that toes the line. Um, and the obligation is mostly in my head. Um, and I think, you know, when I say I'm trying to escape people telling me when to do things and what to do, I think what I really mean is I'm trying to escape myself, that restriction. Um, and so... Uh, I think I shared this with you in something the other day, Jack. My favourite phrase at the moment, which I heard from a doctor, is there are no systems, only what we agree to. And I've just been really, that phrase keeps coming back in my head because we talk a lot about changing healthcare systems and culture and our workplace culture. And yet we, we sign up and we agree to things which, you know, who, who decided how long a physio treatment should be? Who decided that everybody needs to work uh, between certain hours. Who decides the price bracket that is reasonable in, in private practice? And I know we, lots of people listening will have addressed all these things and will be working in a beautifully independent way. But I think a lot of us just hold ourselves in, in really narrow tram lines. So to answer your question, I live by loads of obligations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, I get the sense that I, I'm just trying to nudge them a lot of the time to breathe a little bit because I think healthcare can be can feel like a really obligated space. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And it's sometimes useful just to check in with yourself as to work out 
do I feel obliged or am I obliged? Like you need to understand mm -hmm. that perception meets reality type thing. And th th those aren't easy distinctions to make, but sometimes that is useful for you to know, you know, is it that I'm putting that on myself or is it that truly there is something here that I am obliged to do, but it's also a reasonable obligation for in the pursuit of someone else or loved one or something, you know, a, a, yeah. care, a care for, you know, there's like a, are you obliged to, um, care for care for an elderly parent and you know let's hope they've earned that to some extent now mm. that um that that need is something that uh, therefore needs to be addressed if it's persistent but in a moment to moment basis we can't always just forego that obligation because it's something we might not feel pleasant and that that's kind of what burden a lot of people carry especially yeah. any time and so when the time pressures and energy pressures that come from news, uh, from, from from new challenges and, and new changes, I suppose it's those those things that can that can get people down, uh, and that can stop people feeling productive, and also stop people feeling as much sense of enjoyment. What would be the strategies then? Would you say for uh, you know tidying up a little bit, and and yeah. what especially if you feel you're admitting to succumbing to this? Um, I think I'm probably somewhere in between because I think I'm. I'm Dispositionally, I think I'm I'm completely what you're describing, but I've got such a chaotic schedule and so many projects, so many plates I'm spinning that diaries and diaries and lists, at the very least, not maybe not getting through them and not always meeting those those uh, diarized obligations, but um, actually making them, yeah, it's just super essential. So I think I've kind of had to pursue that uh, a lot more. Uh, but yeah, what what strategies do you therefore employ in yourself, and what do you recommend for others? Well, I, I think that going back to that conversation of obligations, that's where the life audit comes in. So have a you spend a Sunday afternoon dumping everything out that's in your life. Have a good look at it and work out where the red lines are. And obviously nobody can tell anybody else what are genuine obligations and whatnot. And you might surprise yourself that when you look closely, some of them can be nudged more than you thought they could. But draw your red lines in terms of your personal life obligations and things at work that you even if you work privately and you're in your own business there will be certain times in the week where you absolutely have to be in a certain place and doing a certain activity i would say pop all those in but um i think a really useful exercise also is a time tracker so there i've discovered brilliant apps um to you literally just enter create a load of list of activities start it off when you start an activity stop it when you finish have a little look um last time i did this it looked really chaotic there were 10 minute slots of time everywhere dashing from one business to another business one project to another project um if you can once you've got your your red lines create an ideal timetable and try and bunch things together uh, in a logical way so don't you know if you have got an obligation and it's going to see your mum or something like that, really commit to it because if it's kind of an obligation but you're not really committing to it, then you're not going to diarise it and it's going to be this vague thing which now in the back of your mind and you're trying to squeeze it in somewhere where there isn't time and then it just becomes a stress. Whereas if it's actually got its devoted time in the right place in your diary each week, then you will you'll be showing up the best you can at, it, at that moment. Um, but this might be a stretch too far for some people, but you could also audit your energy levels. So 
day to day, month on month, um, if you're talking about women might even be related to cycles, we definitely fluctuate in the type of energy we have and what we're up for. So you, some, you might know that by the time you get to Friday morning, all you want to do is be on your in your office on your own. Um, and that might be the one time in the week where you can bear to look at spreadsheets and figures. And the rest of the time you're an extrovert people person. So as well as tracking what you actually need to do, I think it's really useful to track how you feel and see if there are patterns and then have a look at if you can actually fit your, your diary um, items according to the energy that you have that's appropriate for that activity. Mm. Good. One of my best friends, female, matches that up to a cycle quite tightly, having realised that that's something that's really important. Mm. Um, not, not for everyone. Um, you know, people don't, don't necessarily always want to do that, but it's an example of a bit of um it takes a bit of self-awareness to recognize what factors are at play in your energy levels and also de-guilting that um yeah. as as much as possible because it's there are so many factors and variables outside of control and i think that sometimes especially i think about the sort of pop science literature in the last five to ten years i think that it's been so psychology centric mm that I think sometimes it's removing some of the some of the external factors especially the endocrine hormonal factors that can affect things independent obviously I'm not just meaning here in in, in women and, and menstrual cycles I'm meaning just generally there's the fluctuations that can occur that are outside of that um you know even even metabolically with regards to food etc means that yeah. people need to come to understand themselves better and also make sure that they recognize that sometimes beating yourself up for not being able to stay on task there's sometimes a a more complex phenomena at play there than just you being distracted and, and could have easily stayed on task if you only had more discipline you know i think you know there's there's times with there's times where yeah you can kick yourself and you probably could have done more or could have done better but generally speaking like when it comes to these these bigger picture things and uh, and actually um you know, people say I'd I'd, uh, I'd be more organised if I could get round to it. Um, and so, you know, generally speaking, I think there's something to be said for you've got to make a start somewhere. But just as an example, what you've just described there as being precursors to it, like recognise what factors are affecting you and individualise it, because that tends to be a common common feature of your messages is that yeah, there's some general principles, but generally you've got to work out what works for you. Mm, yeah, and, and there are, you're right, there's there's women's cycles, there's seasonal cycles. So at this time, we've just come out of, you know, one of the hard, not just a winter, but a really hard winter. And I don't know about you, but, you know, this weekend, I've never been more aware of the effect of some sunshine on your well-being. Yeah. It just seemed like the world was a different place this weekend, didn't it? Absolutely. But you're absolutely right about not beating yourself up. You've just been through a dark winter period which even in normal times should be a time where you know if you were working with seasons everything would be lying low i talk about going back to the earth not not a time to subject and and really be running at, um firing on all cylinders and now we're moving into the springtime you might feel your energy naturally rise and you might feel you want to go with that and surf the wave and and get it stuck into those projects that you might have put off over the winter but you're absolutely right jack in that we do a lot of beating ourselves up and pushing through and if you do go back to women's cycles for a minute so you just by the natural drop and then rise again of your estrogen and progesterone levels 
most women will go through an energy slump just before menstruation and then through menstruation there it's sensible to to have a quieter time with the absolute knowledge that it's very likely that give it three or four days you're going to suddenly get a big energy surge and you're going to be able to ride that so rather than as you say thinking why can't I do this job today right I will just stay up till midnight and push my way through these figures or whatever you know, how much nicer just to go well do you know what I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I feel this way and actually enjoy it and then I will fully ride that energy wave when it comes in three days time absolutely i think that that's the thing is if you it depends on what unit of time you're ever measuring yourself and your productivity on because if it's something that you get the unit of time right so instead of a week instead of a day you assess yourself on a week then mm. you could come to realize that even on fluctuations like that then the tasks that you want to get done are better distributed more appropriately and that might be not not considering yourself how have i gone on this week how have i done this month it's that, that that's why these when it comes to task lists, I don't know if you, what your take is on this or whether you've got you've got a personal favourite. But having, you know, for me, it's that yeah, you've got a. I always have a have a long list, but essentially you then just have things that naturally get bumped up it rather than lots of little lists. Kind of annoy me. Um, so that long list is something that is like I set certain measures on it that that definitely needs doing at this you know today, this week, this month, etc. Um, but sometimes people have. Um, Prefer, prefer a day-to-day -day list you have a you have a preference on that or is it another one that's just individual um, specific i do mine weekly and then it's just a personal thing but very similarly I, I use an abc so a absolutely needs to happen b it would be nice c it could happen but it's not the end of the world if it doesn't um and you, when you first look at the list everything looks like an a doesn't it yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you have absolutely. to be quite strict how do you stop yourself beating yourself up though not you personally like but i just mean like the the royal you when you don't get to when, when it's like the five items on that list for today or for this week or something and only three of them got done it's like feels like um sometimes that list becomes something to beat yourself with isn't it again mm. it's a choice isn't it um so did you again did you give each task enough time um did something else intervene are you a lazy person and um, you know I can't imagine in your case, Jack, I would say the answer is no. And I imagine most of us, the answer is no. Um, what is the benefit of beating yourself up? That's more energy wasted. Um, I think it's, it if you sense. can step look at it logically and you know, what, what's the benefit of it? it can be the, I suppose I always think we've all got a capacity to be lazy. I don't think, yeah, I'd be gutted if I'm called well, many things. Say again, sorry. Let's change the word. So lazy is a massive judgment, isn't it? And how yeah. about I'm just someone that appreciates downtime and sometimes yeah, I just exactly. like staring at the wall. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah, I think I get, I get called many things, but lazy is rarely one of them, uh, <laughs> even by people that, that really hate what I do. I think what would be interesting, though, is that I, can, I, have, my, I have my times where I'm just super underproductive and feel lazy. And I think that when I when, when I notice that, it's actually a trigger for me to realize that I've not I've not protected enough time away from this task mm -hmm. list. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've not because I'm clearly craving some thoughtless time, you know, just just a bit of a bit of time away. Um, and as you said, the weekend, the, the weekend, the weather helped and protected a bit of time. I still need to get that swimming pool finished. That I've told you about it's nearly there <laughs> now. 
would you ever diarize that time? Have you made that realization? Would you ever allow yourself a half day or a full day where that was just absolutely designated? Call it lazy time. <laughs> I've tried. I've tried that before, um, and I think that, that mine just feels better to be distributed. You know, I, I don't. Um, it takes um, for me when we go away on holiday. Unfortunately, it takes a bit of climbing down, and therefore, yeah. to take a half day or a day it wouldn't be long enough and then it would just feel like I spent it regretting having done it mm. because the chunk of the unit of time that it would be to wind down. But I've heard people have some real success at that. And I think I, w- I would like to that do that. I aspire to have that sort of uh, diary discipline, but also the nature of my job means I do the, the flexibility is inherent to it. The availability to be sort of more bendy. It's like, I can't book into your diary and sort of like, and I don't mean for patients now, but I mean the sort of interprofessional work means that that flexibility does seem to stand me out. So, um, so yeah, maybe there's there's my excuses I'm putting in, but um, but no. And, and we're so we're so achievement and productivity focused, aren't we? Mm. You know, it's, it's like you get to the end of the day and tick 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 tick. Well done, me. Good. You know, imagine if we just reframed it and and um, yes, I took two hours off and I read a book good on me because that's done me a load of good it's going to make me better tomorrow just legitimize it (laughs) yeah and also that's the thing is that i think there's a lot of guilt that's been laid in um have you seen the social dilemma have you seen the uh yeah uh, yeah and and so people are then just they they get stuck get stuck on the uh on the uh slot machine of 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 facebook or something and then they feel really guilty for, for wasting 20 minutes and stuff and it's like there's something to be said for the way that that's, we were being manipulated in that direction. However, there's also something to be said for the fact that you might have bloody enjoyed it. You know, there's something, yes. to, especially when, you, especially when a lot okay. of us are blurring the lines between personal and professional and stuff, and that fundamentally sometimes that might be interlinked with your social life or interlinked with your professional life in such a way that, you know, I've, I've stopped allowing myself to feel guilty in that direction. It definitely needs to apply some discipline, but you also don't want to get carried away on that you know, just lashing yourself as usual. Um, we best wrap up, mate. That's flown by at half an hour. Thanks for that. Um, but what um, what I wanted you to just give us a bit of an insight to is you're speaking at Therapy Live Pelvic Health um, on Saturday. Um, hmm. This is this this could have been bad if you'd have gone. Am I? Um, <laughs> <What>? yes, yeah. <laughs> so you are. You are. Tell tell the folks a little bit about what you've got what you've got planned for us and how it maps on to the conversations that we've been having today and be, before on our hmm. Wellbeing Wednesday shows. So I'm going to give a talk uh, entitled, Are You Giving Too Much of Yourself? Um, and some of the stuff that I've talked about today will come into that. So I'm going to look a little bit about you know, what it means to be a health professional and what things are taking our energy and our time and whether we can actually it's quite a lot of questions in my talk can we actually do anything about that do we want to would we give any less if we were asked to or given the opportunity or is it about what you what you feed in um and i'm going to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that you and i've touched on today particularly as it's a pelvic health conference i want to talk about this idea of of um acknowledging not just cycles but differences between men and women um and how we at our extremes function in what's ideal for us and and is the workplace acknowledging that there are any differences between us or is it just trying to squeeze us all into this one homogenized being or way of working 
Um, and I've probably put far too many slides in, but I also want to talk a little bit about healthcare systems as well. And, you know, whether are, are we up for changing anything or do we just want to keep fitting ourselves around it? Mm, no, that's it. Yeah. How much are we are we trying to sh shape it and change it? And how much have we given up on the template and the cookie cutter that we've been we've been given? Thank you so much. I'm so looking forward to that and working with you again at the weekend. Uh, but yeah, tell folk a little bit about where they can find you on social media once more. Uh, well, now you can find me on Twitter a bit more at um, Turner Fizzy Joe uh, and on LinkedIn. And very soon I'm going to have a website uh, go live. It's the address for that is mehab.com and attached to that a community called MeHub. Um, and I think both of those, well, hopefully by the weekend, um, people might be able to sign up to. Oh, I've lost you, Jim. Hello. Oh, back in. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for that. I'll speak to you all soon. And uh, join me tomorrow. Who have I got on the show tomorrow? I've got a jam-packed show. Oh, I'm not on tomorrow, am I? It's the takeover, the student takeover, 12.30. The First Steps team will be taking over for some student and new graduate bits and pieces that they've got planned for you. And then I'll see you later in the week. So